You know what time it is. If you want football, you got it. This is the third and three podcast with Nikki Giss, Damian Adams, and myself, Jason Fearman. We are predominantly focusing on the NFL, but we love our hoops. We love our other sports, too. And with the Last Dance documentary taking the world by sports world by storm, loving it. We can't help but to react to what we've seen so far. We got episodes five and six airing tonight. But first, kids... We got a packed show for you guys. Me and my teammates over here are ready to roll. Football action on the docket. Ladies first. Nikki, my dear, how are we feeling this Sunday? I am good. We're hanging in here. Jersey's having some nice weather. Finally hitting the 70s. So we're we're doing good. Nice. Nice. All right. It's about time. Yep. I remember that. I remember waking up in that New York and, you know, couldn't wait until late April, May, and let's get this thing going, man. I'm with you. Yeah. I know the beautiful weather is there right down here. It's just hot, but not too humid yet. So I'm dealing with it. Damien, what's the word on the West coast, bro? Hey, I'm doing good out here in Arizona. You know, we out here hitting 95, a hundred. So it's a little different. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's that dry man, heat right now. You know, Arizona summers can be really, 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 really hot. Yeah. But getting, you know, we always prepare for it. Yeah. No kidding. Thank God for air conditioning. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> The last thing we need is some solar flare popping up and knocking out all our EMPs, and then that's it. We're back in the Stone Age. I don't want that to happen. We don't need that. We don't need that. And we need our football. We need football. Hopefully, it'll start on time. They're talking about, um, you know, they're releasing the schedule, guys. So, I mean, you know, good sign. You know, we don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's going to start late. But, you know, hopefully by October at the very latest, maybe we'll get it. But uh, let's be optimistic about the whole thing. So, um, yeah, here we go. Big fun day. We want to give thanks, of course, to the sports column, The Real Deal, with our own Damian Adams over here. And, of course, the Rufus Sports Podcast. We're all in conjunction together. We are a team. So, like I said, we're going to talk about Michael Jordan and the Last Dance documentary. Uh, but first, NFL football to discuss. So, let's uh, go into it, guys. Here's how we're going to do it today. We're going to go division by division, starting with the AFC East and all the way through. And we're going to kind of hit on, like, five points for each team. So it's going to be like a five down drive sort of thing. So five important questions for each uh, division and each team in that division going through the conferences. Uh, but real quick, just some updates for you guys. Um, you know, the bears declined the fifth year option on Mitch Trubisky. I'm sure there's no shock there, Nikki. No, <laughs> no, not at all. And it's not even better really even to have a Nick Foles in the mix, to be honest, Damien, huh? Yeah, right now, you know, you have that old cliche. If you have two QBs, you have no QBs. And I think yeah. Chicago has no, no QBs right now. Yep. <laughs> Hence why we all said, why not bring in Cam Newton for a workout? Or so, well, I know I can't do it for a workout, but for God's sakes, at least sign the guy. But, geez, he's another story. We're waiting for him to find a team. Andy Dalton did find a team. And to my surprise, it was the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I think it's a great job, guys, out of them because – you know, we're, just, we're seeing really how important back quarterbacks are in the NFL nowadays. Now, I didn't see this one coming, but I think good move, Damien. 
Yeah, I agree with you. It's always important to have a good backup. You never know what can happen to your starter, even if they're durable. Like my Saints last year, Drew Brees historically has been a very durable quarterback, had a freak thumb injury. Teddy Bridgewater came in, went 5-0, and and it really helped secure our season, help us as a playoff team. That's right. That's all the proof you need right there, Nikki, right? I think, yeah, I think it was a good move. I'll save my hot take for when we get to the NFC. Ooh, so. okay. I like that. A little teaser action over here. Tease you, tease that you are. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Another one, Jameis Winston to the Saints. Uh, guys, I freaking love this more than anything. If he's going to go anywhere, I thought that the Saints would be perfect. You got Drew Brees. You got Sean Payton. We know that Brees is out in a year, two maximum. So, Obviously, this is not like a stopgap for Jameis Winston. They want to groom him to be the quarterback. Am I wrong, Nikki? I believe that you're correct in that Jameis Winston will be the guy of the future. Um, you get a chance to get him on a one-year deal where he's a rental, and if he does show any signs of bad behavior or any signs that he's not the guy, very low risk. You can go ahead and get rid of him. You only stay at $1 million. For sure. So it's definitely a win-win deal for the Saints. And for Jameis, you get a chance to learn behind Sean Payton and Drew Brees. And if this doesn't you know, bring the turnovers down, nothing will. Oh, yeah. So at this, at this point, you need to go ahead and take advantage of that. So I think it's a win-win situation for both the team and the player. Yeah, no doubt. Nikki. I mean, they said that Bruce, uh, you know, you know, Bruce Arians, the head coach of Tampa, he is, you know, quote unquote, the QB whisperer. He wrote literally wrote the book on it. And, uh, you know, all praises due to him. He's a great coach. No doubt about it. But this may just be a step up. And I know it's a one year contract, but yeah, they want to see what Winston's got. And he's a guy who obviously has a tremendous amount of talent. Just the turnovers are a huge issue. And if they can reduce that in New Orleans, then. They got a good player, a quarterback that they can go for for a few years. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And Nikki, what do you think? You think it's a good move or not? Yeah, no, I think it's win-win. Why not? Like you guys said, if this doesn't help them, that's it. I think it's a wrap. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, guys, let's jump into it. All right, we are here third and three. We're ready to rock and roll football time. We'll get into some NBA action later. And a little bit of fun for you guys. I want to tell a couple of little stories. It's story time on third and three. But let's go to the AFC East first. So, Nikki, this is our neck of the woods over here in the East Coast. Uh, let's start with the first question. Again, five questions uh, for each co- for each division. Excuse me. Right now in this division, it's a certainly a question now, now that Tom Brady's out. Who is the best quarterback in the AFC East, in your opinion? Oh. We got. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, let me give you this. Let's put it this way: taking Stidham out because we haven't seen him yet. We haven't seen Tui yet. Who do you like better, Josh Allen or Sam Darnold? Oh well, I. I'll say this: I think it's the Bills to lose. I think there's more confidence in Josh Allen. I think Sam Darnold, if the Jets can just pull this together a little bit, I think he might be the more consistent quarterback, but I don't trust it. (laughs) So I'm going to say I really do think the Bills, they can run away with this division. Um, I will be interested to see what the Patriots end up doing here along with Miami. I don't think there's any expectation there. So, um, you know, I'm here for the Bills. I hope they can do it. I hope they come through. But, yeah, I think that, you know, maybe maybe the Jets can get something going. But, I don't know, do you guys trust that? Damien, what do you say? 
I definitely agree with you that the Bills are the front runners right now. And as far as the QB question, I think that Sam Donald is a better quarterback, but we've seen Josh Allen have more success. So it's hard to determine which one is better right now because with Donald, you're just going off potential, right? You know, he was out there going crazy, kissing people, got mono last year. So <laughs> we don't know <laughs> how good he really can be. And with Josh Allen, he has, you know, inconsistencies, like you said, as far as passing the ball, but he's so athletic that, you know, you just have to go with that potential for him as well. If he can improve and they got weapons there now, they traded the world to Stephon Diggs. So now you have to see what he can do with this improved offense going forward. But I definitely think that the Bills are the front runners there. Yeah, they gave Josh Allen uh, everything he needs right now when he's talking about John Brown and Stephon Diggs. A good offensive line, great defense. Guys got players to, you know, hand the ball off in the backfield. I love Sam Darnold too. I think that he has more potential, like you guys say. I think he's the more you know, polished quarterback, and he's still so young going into his third year now. So I, I definitely think that Sam Darnold has the potential to be the better quarterback, but I'm in love with Josh Allen. I've told you guys this. I love his game. I know he's not the most accurate quarterback in the world, but he is a gamer. He is a football player. He reminds me of Big Ben in a lot of ways. He's got to work on his accuracy. And again, it's not something you can teach. It takes reps. So I need to see him work on that. But maybe the addition of Stefan Diggs and him getting a little more separation from the DB, uh, that'll help out a little bit. So, yeah, I like the Bills in this division a lot. I think that they're the clear-cut favorite, in my opinion. And, again, I love Josh Allen. I love that team. I love their coach. And the Jets with Sam Darnold, if you want to see what you got out of him, then get him some help. I understand protecting him and getting uh, uh, Becton, I believe they got, with the 11th pick. Correct me if I'm wrong. But they, to me, again, they should have gone wide receiver somewhere, somewhere earlier to get this kid some help. Otherwise, how are you going to really find out what he's made of with only Le'Veon Bell behind him and they're relying on him so much, Damien? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, they're definitely relying on that run game a lot. I love that they try to improve off as a line in a draft. You know, hopefully that can help out the passing game as well. As long as, you know, you get Le'Veon Bell some holes to run through. Last year, he was running into a lot of brick walls. Right. So with the Jets, you just got to see what they do going forward as far as improving as a team. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot of unknowns with this division. Yeah, Sam Darnold did go 7-6 and six with this team. He did miss the three games, like you said, due to mono last year. 7-6 and six ain't bad with a squad like that. So we'll see. The Jets hopefully, you know, will be on the rise for us in New Yorkers over here. Uh, speaking of uh, quarterbacks, again, Nikki with Tua, you know, uh, I don't know if they're going to start him out of the gate, but how would you handle him? Would you start him right away? Would you sit him for a while? Are you one of those red shirt uh, type of people who say just sit him for the year and let him learn? What, what are your thoughts? No, I don't think the NFL is that type of game anymore. You drafted him, you got him in the first round, that's your guy. That's it. Go ride or die. Go all in. Go big. Go home. Whatever. But just, yeah, no. Start him. Play him. Let's see. I totally agree with you. I mean, you know what? If he doesn't start the first couple of games, I'm fine with it. If he wants to learn a little bit from the bench, I'm cool. But let's get this guy in by week four at the very latest. Week three, I'm thinking. And, yeah, put him in there. Like you said, this is the NFL now. And if you drafted fifth overall, unless you're obviously really injured, then yes, you got to play and you got to see what you got and let him take his licks in this rookie season. I don't know, Damien, you on the same page? Yeah, I'm on the same page. If he's healthy and good to go, you obviously believe that he's going to be better than Fitzpatrick. Unless in training camp, there's just a massive gap where you see that Tua needs to sit down and he's not ready. 
like say at the Wayne Haskins last year. Right. They saw last that he wasn't ready. So that's why he took so long for him to get in. If it's that type of situation, then don't rush him out there because you don't want to ruin him. But from all looks of it, he looks like a guy who's going to be ready to go as soon as you give him that rock and give him that chance to drop that drop that truck. I think so too. He's got that. (laughs) He's got that natural raw ability. So I I say so. Last question regarding this division: Uh, the Patriots, their whole entire situation. You know, I I think that again, Brian Hoyer. They got. I understand he's a seasoned vet, if you want to call him that. Hasn't done anything special. Uh, Apparently, they're going with Stidham. But I thought Andy Dalton would have been a great guy to bring in there and start because I think that he kind of fits. I don't want to call it the Patriot way, but the Patriot system. So, Nikki, if you were the Patriots, would you have given thought to bringing Andy Dalton in? I know he's not great, but, you know, somebody you can, you know, ride the ship for a while. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm not surprised they didn't go that route. You know, this is just like, let's grab a bunch of unknowns, have them conform to our way, the Patriot way. And you know what? We're sitting here saying, oh, the bill that's there so the- Watch. You know what? I bet you some way, somehow, Bill Belichick will find a way, and the Patriots will will definitely be a contender. Um, so I, I am excited for this division. Believe it or not, I'm like very happy something different might happen. So yeah, I'm excited to see. Good yeah. for you, AFC. You get interesting for once. Yeah. Right. How about that? How about that? I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts? Should they have gone after Andy Dalton, Damian? That would have been a good option, especially when you think about how good their defense was last year. So if you get someone like Andy Dalton, we've seen in the past when he had good teams around him in Cincinnati, he was able to be successful. So maybe with the Patriots, he could have did the same thing. But we're not there. We don't know how much they really believe in this guy, Stenham. Right? If they believe Stenham right. is really that guy, like Nikki said, it wouldn't surprise me if come week six, we're looking at the Patriots in their five and one. We're like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, you never know what the Patriots and, you know, how they do things. Next thing you know, them is that guy at QB. And we're like, oh, you know, where did this guy come from? Yep. So we just have to wait and see with them. It wouldn't shock me the way that they roll, man. I'm with you all the way. All right. So that's the AFC East. Uh, that one's up for grabs, even though we mostly like the Bills in that division. We'll see what happens. AFC North. What's our confidence in Big Ben, Damian? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go after and then I'll throw it to Nikki. But what's your confidence in Big Ben coming back and leading a team that would have made the playoffs had the rules been in this year? They would have been the seventh seed. I know they didn't have a great record. I understand that. But what do you think about Big Ben leading this team and their potential moving, up, moving forward this year? If Big Ben is healthy, they are a playoff team because that defense was great. You think about the fact that they almost made the playoffs with a guy named Duck at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, when you think about that, you got to remember how good that defense really was. Their quarterback play was horrible last year between Duck and Mason Rudolph. So you get Big Ben back and he's healthy. The Steelers are a playoff team. You can stamp it. All right. I like it. I like it. it already. Yeah. Well, Nikki, you don't sound as confident. What are your thoughts? For the Steelers? No, I, listen, I'm with you guys, but 
I'm always the skeptic here. He's 38, correct? If he's healthy, yeah, they're a playoff team. They're going to be a nuisance for the Ravens. They're going to battle it out. Um, yeah, I'm not really giving any credit to uh, the Bengals or the Browns, but we'll see there. But yeah, if he's healthy, I think that, of course, it could be a playoff team. You can't ever count them out. I just really think they have a huge question mark at quarterback right now. Well, for sure. I mean, listen, again, the, the operative word is healthy here. So if he is healthy, yes, he is getting older. He can't do and what he used he to do. The whole season yeah. at this point, I mean, he is prone to injury. Uh, that's fair to say. That's absolutely fair to say. That's why bringing maybe even Andy Dalton over there would have been a good idea. You know, we just talked about Duck Hodges and uh, what's his name? You know, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Mason. So it's not going to – that's not what you need. Look, good luck again. I hope that he stays healthy and and they make a run because obviously the Ravens are the favorite of this division. No. Oh yeah, it's the Ravens. You know, it's I feel like it's their division to lose. Who's really gonna? Like I said, I I think if Pittsburgh pulls it together, Big Ben's healthy. He lasts the whole year. They're gonna be a pain in the ass for the Ravens. They have their number. That's just how divisions work. They'll probably split with the Browns. They'll have that one game where it's like WT out with the hell. Right. Um, you know, toss up with the Bengals. But I yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree the Ravens had a great draft. Um, they're just to talk about the Patriot way. How about the Raven? Way? Right, the yeah. You don't want to see that team. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. It's very true, and Damien. The only thing that scares me about the Ravens is the health of uh, Lamar Jackson, and you know, God forbid him taking that hit. But as long as he's healthy, him and Mark Andrews are going to connect. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play great defense. And I agree with Nikki. This is their division to lose. Um, to me, they're a 14 and two team again. Yeah, no, they're definitely a team that was already great and just got better. Yeah. When you think, of, you think about the moves they made, not only in the draft, but adding a Calais Campbell to that already monstrous defense. And, you know, Calais, that name, Calais, it sounds huge, and it matches yeah. the, <laughs> the person. Right. Like Calais Campbell is a huge individual who just wrecks havoc on defenses and will do that for Baltimore this year. That offense, Lamar Jackson having another year, will get even better as a passer and still be as dangerous as a runner. So I see nothing slowing them down besides me Pittsburgh being fully healthy. That that's that's the case, healthy. And let's see what happens at running back too. That's going to be an interesting situation. We saw what happened with James Conner this year. They tried to bring in a few other guys with Samuels and whatnot. So that's another thing that they'll have to address and figure out because their their success on offense has really been mostly predicated on the running game. When you think back to Le'Veon Bell, and since he hasn't been there, look what's happened. All right, so uh, there's a lot that goes into that. But if there's any coach I have uh, confidence in, it's Mike Tomlin. Let's go on to the Cleveland Browns, who for the first time I actually believe that they have a chance to reach the playoffs and have a 9-7, and seven, even a 10-6 and six record. You think about all the talent they have. We've gone through it, whether it's on offense, defense. They solidified their offensive line, which I love. Baker Mayfield should have a lot more time to throw the ball. And I know that they don't have their workouts going on right now, Nikki, but – with all this talent and them having a year under their belt, a new head coach who really actually knows what he's talking about. I think once they get going after a few weeks, I think this team really has, I think they're really going to gel this time. I don't think that it's going to be one of these breakup type of locker rooms. I think that they're going to come really band together and say, we have a mission. We got to do this for our city. And I really believe that they have the talent and now the mindset and the right coaches in place to make a run, not to beat the Ravens in the uh, in the division, but at least to get to the playoffs, Nikki. <laughs> what is this, the Bulls? No. <laughs> I 
this organization. I mean, I believe it when I see it. I listen. I hope for the fan base they do gel, they do pull it together. At heart, I am a Beckham fan. I know he's annoying. I know he's the pain in the ass, but he is a great talent, and I would love to see him explode and do what this kid does on the field. I love watching him play. I I just I, I don't know. I, I'll believe it when I see it. I have no faith in them. Uh, I, you guys talking about playoffs? <laughs> How about we just get, you know, maybe, what, what was the record last year? How many games? Six and ten. Not a good year. Yeah, so, you know, let's just one step at a time here. I do, Like I said, I hope they gel. I hope they give their fan base something. I don't think they're thinking about that, though. Um, so we'll, we'll see. What, I don't know. Damien, what do you think? Uh, I understand your skepticism with their history, especially since they came back in 99. They just haven't been a team that, you know, can get right. You know, it's not a team that just doesn't give you the, the best confidence, right? It's not if they were, you know, selling something to you, you'd be the last one to buy something from them, right? I feel like I definitely understand that. But as far as this year coming up, I do believe that they may be able to take advantage of the extra playoff spot. That's something that we have to keep in mind this year with the extra playoff spot that's starting. True. So with that, you know, if, even if they're 8-8, eight and eight, they could get in to the extra playoff spot. And I, this is a team that can definitely get to 8-8 eight eight with the talent and the changing coaching. I think the changing coaching is the biggest key for them being successful. But I don't think they will contend for a division because this is a tough division with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Absolutely, and that's a great point. And, you know, I lean to more, more your side, Damien. And really quickly, uh, you know, maybe 15 to 20 seconds on this for each year. Your confidence level in Baker Mayfield. Damien, go ahead. Well, my confidence in Baker Mayfield is uh, it's iffy, right? Because he definitely has shown talent, right? We've seen that first year where he came in and rejuvenized the Browns, got that first win in we don't know how long, and I right. got to drink free beers because of it. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was great. But then, you know, the NFL, like it does, it catches up to you, get tape, and people find out about you. And we saw last year that he had trouble with getting the ball out on time and trying to improvise and wasn't good in those type of situations. So maybe with another year, he's improving in that aspect. So with my, right now, my confidence is at a wait to see on the meter with Baker Mayfield. Fair enough. Fair enough. Nikki, do you think that this guy's reached his ceiling or that he has definitely got improvement on him? Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it's a wait-and-see type situation. You would think that another year the improvements would be made, but, you know, you, you just never know. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I said, hopefully they pull it together. I don't have a ton of confidence. Uh, I feel, I don't know. how. I don't know how you can say Cleveland has a ton of confidence in him either. They're so quick to pull the plug on, you know, five games it's not working and pull the plug on everybody, the coach, the GM, <laughs> the quarterback. So, but, you know, we'll see. I think it's a definitely wait-and-see type situation. Yeah, we'll see. They Again, they have a, a whole bunch of new staff in there, including the front office and GM and everything. So we'll see how they play this one out. Real quick, not much to say in the Bengals, except for they drafted Joe Burrow. Um, realistic expectations for this guy in his first year with Tyler Boyd, a questionable A.J. Green. You know, you really don't know what you're going to get out of him. But, uh, I don't know, this guy is in a really tough spot right now, Damian. I, I feel for him big time. Yeah, it's going to be a tough year. Um, I remember after LSU beat Alabama, I tweeted that he should really take this in and remember this moment um, because next year he will not have moments like this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
tough, uh, but I believe he's a, he's a tough kid who will get through these aches and pains of this year. But yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough year for the Bengals, and hopefully Burrow, you know, has some success. But it's definitely going to be a year where we see him go through adversity and see how he responds to it. Yes, he'll have to go through growing pains still because, again, he is a child, so he'll have a lot of growing pains to go through. But we'll see. Again, you showed a lot of promise, Nikki. So um, you, you like but Burrow is the first pick. We all agreed on that. And, gosh, I mean, let's see what he's got in the future. But, um, you know, what do you expect from him in his first year? Is he going to have a Peyton Manning 29 interception first year, or is he going to kind of keep it cool and uh, – keep his TD interception ratio down a little bit. Yeah, we'll see, right? I mean, I don't know. I think at least he's giving this team and organization and the fan base some hope, right? Um, I I think you just can't really have any expectation. He's either going to play like a rookie or, you know, it's just going to click and he'll ball out. But it's going to be somewhere in the middle, so... Just kind of what my expectation is for them. Right. Well, like everybody else, they got to get him help, just like they got to get Darnold help and uh, plenty of the players around the league. Let's hit the AFC South before we take a really quick break. Uh, Deshaun Watson loses DeAndre Hopkins, Damian, and gains Brandon Cooks. Now, no knock against Cooks, but he's not Hopkins. How does this affect the offense going forward? Knowing they have David Johnson, I understand, but I feel like team morale has just dropped to a low over there and you know that you want to play hard for your head coach. I don't know how much they really love him and whatnot, but I feel Damien, a lot of this goes into like organizational factors and I see Houston having a rough year because of it. Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I definitely believe that this will be a rough year and it's not like they don't have talent there. You know, they made the playoffs last year for a reason. Sure. But like you said, Team Morrell will be down. You lose one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the league. Right. For nothing. You get you traded him for some chips, Kool-Aid, you know, back <laughs> in the forks. Like, you, you definitely <laughs> you gave him up for nothing. Like, you know, David Johnson was a great running back for one year. I think that's something that we forget. He had one good year and that's got that right. contract, and that was it. So when you give all that up for David Johnson and a draft pick, it's just not good. I believe that Sean Watson will be soon looking for his way out of Houston. And I believe that that trade of DeAndre Hopkins was the beginning of the end for Houston as a team that we think of as a good team. Yeah. And this year will start that process of them just going down. And maybe not just the end for them as a team in this era right now, but also for Bill O'Brien, Nikki. I don't see him lasting much longer with uh, Houston. No, I don't think so either. And you know what? I think they're really, really putting a lot on Deshaun Watson. I don't know how much you can expect this kid to carry the team. He, listen, he's a tremendous talent, but what is he working with? And you guys are right. I think morale is down. How do you look at that trade and not be like, you're a freaking joke, right? I mean, I, I would. <laughs> what? This is a joke. This is a clown show. So I, I don't know. You guys are right. Houston's got lots of problems. They do. They do. And I wonder who's – let me ask you guys this. Who would be their best competition? I mean, maybe they're not even the number one team in the, in the division anymore, but you got the Colts at Rivers and that offensive line. They do have weapons, not the greatest in the world, but they do have a solid team. And let's not forget how well they were doing with Jacoby Brissett last year. Look, we know the Jaguars are hopeless. I don't want to spend too much time on them. And I'll say real quick about the Titans as I ask you guys really basically to wrap this all up, the AFC South into one. The Titans went on a great run last year. I don't see that happening again. A.J. Brown, I like his talent. 
Derek Brown, uh, Derek Henry, excuse me. Yes, absolutely. But I think the Titans kind of had a little luck on this side last year. Derek Henry got hot at the right time, and he is an excellent running back, no doubt. But I- I'm not really sold on Tennessee this year. If anything, I think Indianapolis has the best overall squad in the AFC South, Damian. I could see that because the Colts the year before last were a team that looked like they were on their way to being Super Bowl contenders, and then you had the sudden retirement of Andrew Luck. And last season, they also dealt with injuries along with, you know, that just sudden change in QBs. So now you bring in a veteran like Phillip Rivers. If Rivers still has something in the tank, they'll be very good. But we don't know if he has anything left in the tank, right? Because he didn't look that good last year for the L.A. Chargers, as always. Right. Remember that they're not in San Diego. And that's a fair question. You're right. Yeah. So for me, I got to go with the Titans being the best team because of what they did. And now to have a full season with Tannehill at quarterback. You know, last year they had Mariota at quarterback, you know, just playing like trash for a good portion before – Tannehill came in and that team, you know, took off. And now they have that formula as well of running Derrick Henry. And you know what's coming, but you can't stop that when they have a good offensive line and Derrick Henry at that size. And they have an identity. So I like them as a squad, and I think they are, or they should be the favorite in the AFC South. All right. That's all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I kind of see it like a little bit the opposite way. Like I said, I'm just not sure. I, I like Ryan Tannehill. They definitely have really good pieces. it's hard for me to see them in the AFC Championship again, maybe the playoffs. Yeah, I understand that. We're going to come back in about 30 seconds with Nikki's thoughts on the AFC South, the Titans, the Colts, uh, the Jaguars, and all that with Gardner Minshew. Guys, we'll be right back. You're listening to Third and Three. All right, let's just be realistic about life. That's the greatest commercial ever created, okay? Let's just be real. Oh, are you kidding? But let me ask you one thing, Nikki. Why is he smacking that kid on the ass in the video? Have you seen it recently? <laughs> you got this little white dude. I finally caught up. I told you guys last night I was behind, so I finally watched Dream 4 last night. And I just, oh my God, is it not the best? Thank you, ESPN. Yes. Earlier than you thought. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you know, I was obsessed with the Bulls when I was little. I don't know about you guys. I, I was, like, watching the games with my dad, making – my dad, my dad. <laughs> and we were – I, 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 I had posters of them up in my room. You know, I was all in on it. So, I just – I love that we are getting to see this. And where was this footage back in the day, right? We're just getting to see oh, it now. It's crazy, man. but I love it. What a gift, right, Damien? This has been – it's been beautiful. I can't wait for tonight. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I've been watching every episode, taking notes. And, I've, you know, me being basketball, being the sport that I played growing up, I was a huge Michael Jordan fan. And getting going back and having that nostalgia and seeing how things that you forgot about that Michael Jordan did and that the Bulls did and just seeing how great Michael Jordan was, reminding some of these youngins out here 
that you know you gotta there's a reason we think like joints to go right like we weren't just saying it just for, just to be funny or just saying it because it was the hot thing to say uh-huh. like there's a reason we believe this and this documentary is doing a great job of showing that that's exactly right man i think if this thing proves anything more than any other and god knows i love lebron james but he's better than lebron james he's better than everybody else that ever lived and again i, I just you know we're, we're going to get into it later but he did this in an era really of centers where, you know, he had to go to the paint and you had guys like Hakeem Olajuwon and Patrick Ewing and Shaquille O'Neal and David Robinson was sitting there right there waiting for him. And that move that he did against LA in the finals where he said he didn't want to dunk on James Worthy was the biggest bunch of BS I ever heard. He just flew through the air. And he's like, you know what? Let me just change hands for fun. This is going to be good. That guy was unreal. Best I've ever seen in my life. Just incredible. Oh man. We got uh, the, the Patrick Mahomes is basically the Michael Jordan of uh, the NFL. We're going to get to him in a second. But, Nikki, I wanted to go over to you real quick again with the AFC South to kind of close this out a bit. We talked about uh, the Houston uh, Texans, and they do have a problem. They're going to have a really tough year in all of our opinions. The Colts got rivers. The Jaguars are going nowhere. And the Titans, as Damian likes the Titans, I'm not so high on them, but obviously AFC Championship last year with the lead, mind you, um, if they didn't blow it, we could have seen them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of see both your sides, and I'm kind of in the middle. Actually, do they just do the Titans get hot at the right time, or is this is this the team that we're going to see consistently? Um, so I guess we'll see about that. But yeah, I mean, hey, watch out for the Colts. If Rivers has something left in the tank, they can easily put this together. It seems like they're built to win now. That's what they're trying to do. Um, so I think obviously those two will be neck and neck, and then we'll we'll see. I think we'll see pretty quickly with Tennessee, who we're going to get for the rest of the year. Yeah, good point. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know what the schedule is yet. Obviously, it's coming out, but that'll be fun to go through. And obviously, it never goes the way that we think, Damien. But it's fun to always pick out uh, win, loss, win, 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 loss, win, win, win. You know, so I'm looking forward to doing that, man. That'll be fun. Yeah, definitely. Be. <laughs> <laughs> right watch the jaguars win the division Minshew throws like 40 touchdowns one interception i mean oh geez is he the only quarterback on their roster i mean really do they have anybody else i don't no, think he's so a guy he's um, it he's the guy that they're gonna that they're going to hand keys over to for the season now is it going to go beyond this year we don't know i think they're in a process right now where they're just going to see what he has and they're going through a year where they know they're going to be bad. If he shows that he could be good in a bad situation, then he'll be the guy. But if not, then they'll move on and probably tank for Trevor. Yeah, probably. Exactly. And they probably won't even have to try that hard to tank for him. Yeah. Nikki, I know he had a really good season last year. What do you have? Something like 24, 21 touchdowns, six interceptions. But uh, do you see that being like a consistency with this guy or is he a flash in the pan? Uh, I don't know. It might be just a flash in the pan, right? I kind of agree with you. I don't know. He's not on the greatest team. So, listen, it's not, you know, it's not like golf, an individual sport. You need that supporting cast around you. So, a quarterback can only do so much. I know they get all the, the glory when it goes great, and they get all the crap when it goes to hell. But really, <laughs> you need a supporting cast around you. You do. So, No doubt. No doubt. All right, let's keep it going. AFC West. Um, I want to start with the Chargers real quick, guys, because I was a little confused by their offseason moves, but uh, I knew they were going to pick up Justin Herbert. Um, That seemed to be the plan all along. How do you think that they should play this, Damien? You think they throw him right in or you think Tyrod Taylor gets in there first? 
And what do you think about the whole situation overall with the Chargers? Overall, I think the Chargers have a lot of talent. They are a team that, you know, the season before last were able to make the playoffs and look like a contender. And then this season, everything just kind of went downhill. Uh, with Tyrod, I think that Tyrod does get the start because Justin Herbert still has some kinks to work out as far as, you know, reading defenses and things of that nature. And I don't think he's as pro-ready as, say, a Tua is. So I think that Tyrod will get the start of the season. And if he plays well, he might play the whole year. But he's definitely not the guy of the future. Obviously, he's a stopgap. Right. And if they're playing well, Tyrod will be the guy and they'll see what he can do in the playoffs. But his team does have a lot of talent there. Uh, we'll see if the coaching can bring it all together. But there's definitely talent there. Just too bad. Nobody, even if there's fans, are able to go to the stadiums. There'll be nobody there to watch the, the play. Them. <laughs> You're not kidding. They should pretend they're selling Rams tickets or something like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that'll work for them. But, yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're saying with Justin Herbert. Um, and it's, with Tyrod Taylor more specifically, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If the guy's winning for you, keep on going and see what you can get out of him. But, Nikki, Justin Herbert, none of us really know a whole lot about him except his college career. But he's the future, and I know that you're big on throwing him in right away. But – would you do anything differently with him, or would you have him in day one? Yeah, I mean, if, if, if he's not as ready, then yeah, why don't you start Tyrod, see what you get. Listen, if Tyrod's a disaster, the kid's got to go in. But, you know, like you guys said, if you're getting something out of him, we keep riding with see what happens. What do you have to lose? Because you're not winning the division anyway. We all know who that's going to. The Raiders are a hot mess. But I, I just can't even. Derek Carr, you've got to step it up. And listen, if Denver can pull this together, they might be the sleeper team. But really, I feel like it doesn't matter. Mm. We all know who's reigning supreme here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a good point. We're going to get right to that. Yeah, you mentioned two things. One with Denver. They're going with Drew Locke, obviously. But uh, before we do that, Derek Carr, um, you mentioned him, and they also got Marcus Mariota in-house. Will Las Vegas rejuvenate this franchise in any way, shape, or form, Damian? Or are they just going to be the same old Raiders? Um, They'll be rejuvenated in a way of, you know, just things to do. They'll be able to go gamble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll, 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 they'll tell you why. Yeah. All, all those great things. Those That's great. Magic shows whenever they want to. <laughs> Britney Spears is there. They have a lot of things to do in Vegas. But as far as the team, uh, <laughs> no, nah, I don't think that the team will be any better. Uh, uh, it's going to be fun to see what they do with Henry Ruggs. You know, I've made my prediction already. Like, I think he's going to be the next area with Bay. Hopefully, I'm wrong on that. Right, right, right. <laughs> We, we're going to see, man. We're going to see what they do. But like she said, Derek Carr, not really a believer in him. And I've never been a Marcus Mariota guy. So it's not like the second option yeah. is any better than the first. So for them, as far as offensively, I don't see much there. They do have a good tight end. Why did they pick up James, uh, not James, Jason Witten? Like, why did they do that? I, I, right? I, I'm with you. What a waste. I mean, really, I'm sorry, Jason Witten. I love you. But come on now. I, I, yeah, Damien, good call. I don't get that. I don't get that. I mean, if you want him to block, I mean, I don't know, because he already got Darren Waller. So, I mean, he's your tight end. I really don't know what they were thinking on that one. I forgot how much they gave him. But, yeah, I'm with you. So, Vegas, uh, that's so interesting. The Las Vegas Raiders still can't get over that. How many times is this freaking team going to move? But still the silver and black and still the lack of freaking talent. Unbelievable. We'll see what happens. But I do love Josh Jacobs. And, uh, yeah, we'll see going forward. But, um yeah, we talked about Broncos really quick. They got Drew Locke. They had a very, very good draft, especially getting Jerry Judy with the 15th pick, Damian. 
So, you know, we only saw Drew Locke, you know, a little bit last year and the year before. You know, we don't have a big sample size to go on. But you got him, Cortland, uh, Sutton, uh, Philip Lindsay, now Melvin Gordon in the backfield. So he's got weapons and a pretty decent offensive line. What do you expect out of Denver? Because I think that they're a team on the rise. Yeah, they can be a sleeper team, um, like you guys have said. Drew Locke, we haven't seen that much, but what I have seen, he's very confident. He's somebody who looks like he knows that he can be the guy. We may not know it, but he knows it. Like mm. he, he definitely has that confidence to let you know that he's the guy going forward, and they've built around him. So they're giving him the weapons. They're letting him know that we believe in you. So we'll see going forward what they can do. Um, their defense isn't what it was in years past. But they still do have a core there that can be good as far as defense and keeping them in the middle of the pack. So I wouldn't be surprised if Denver is a team that's fighting for one of those last playoff spots this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think like if they pull it together, I think they have sleeper written all over them. And I, you know, it, I, I totally forgot about that last playoff spot. But that's right. that is a good point. It's going to be some of those teams that you know would have been left out. That but. That last spot, and we'll push them right through. So I think Denver, that's exactly what they're going to be. And believe it or not, last year that would have been Pittsburgh had that rule been in place. And now they would have had the seventh spot. Is Denver the best competition if there is any for Kansas City, Nikki? Do you think that they probably have the second best team in that division? Or is it maybe the Chargers? Um, No, I think I might give the edge to the Chargers based on some uh, talent right now. But, uh, you know, it could go either way. I just... I really think Kansas City's going to blow them all out of the water. So, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And let me ask you this, Damian: the Chiefs or the Ravens, number one spot? What do you got? Ooh. Early Ooh. prediction. I won't hold you to it. I, yeah, I won't hold you to it. That's a really tough question, right there. Uh, I'm gonna go regular season. I'm gonna go Ravens. I think Ravens get that top spot again. Uh, just because of their consistency on both sides of the ball. With the Chiefs, you'll have some times where their defense doesn't show up. So they're going to have some records mm-hmm. in the games that they lose. Uh, so I'm going to go Ravens for that top spot in the AFC. You know, Nikki, before I go to you, the only reason why I'm going to say the Chiefs is because I'm so fearful of, God forbid, Lamar Jackson getting hurt that if he misses even three or four weeks, that can hurt the team as far as playoff seeding-wise. But, uh, you know, again, I'm not holding you to this, Nikki, but who do you think is the better team going into the season? Yeah, I got to give the edge to the Ravens only because of that defense. Like, Kansas City defense can be real suspect. I mean, sometimes it's like, what are you even doing out there? What's the point? Um, so, yeah, I, no, I give it to the Ravens just on the edge of the, you know, defense. God forbid, no, I hope Lamar Jackson does not get hurt. If he does, God forbid, I do think that defense can carry the Ravens over. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point, as a matter of fact, definitely. All right, let's hop over to the other division real quick, guys. We have so much more things to do. We're going to save it for other shows. Forget about it. We have so much more to do. But going to the NFC East, which is Nikki's favorite division in the entire world. She loves all the teams in that division. (laughs) Nikki, let's start with your Giants. And we can go so many ways, but do you expect them to improve this year? Yes, I do. I do expect improvement. I don't expect a ton of improvement, but I do think there will be a little bit. Um, I think we're probably maybe still another year away from really seeing some big leaps and bounds here. Um, But listen, nobody wants them to turn it around more than me. This fan base has just had enough 
the city's had enough. I would love nothing more, but I, actually, I think we got to be realistic. I think we're still another year away, but I think there's going to be slight improvement at this point. I'm excited, but, um, you know, cautious. Cautiously optimistic for my Giants. I would happen to agree, and I'm very interested to see what your new coach brings to the table. Damian, what do you say about the New York Giants? Yeah, I agree with Nikki. I see slight improvement. Like, they're on a stairwell with – a set of 30 stairs. If they're on the fourth <laughs> stair, I say they can get up to maybe the sixth <laughs> yeah. stair this year. They still have a long way to go, but I do see slight improvement this year for that team. Yeah, you know what? And it's really not a tough division. I'm not saying the Giants are going to go ahead and win that division. And I do see Saquon Barkley regaining more of his rookie form. He was hurt last year. We all know that. The Washington Redskins, I don't have much to say on them. They're Again, they're a project. Uh, Ron Rivera's taken over there. It's going to take that team, I believe, a few years, uh, unless any of you want to correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Redskins got a bit to go. But I'll tell you one team I'm high on in that division, and it may sound weird being the fact they lost a lot of players, but I think what they gained and maybe even the head coach is going to propel the Cowboys to a winning record. Uh, Damian, am I crazy? Well, no, they definitely were very close last year with the clapper, and I think that a lack of clapping will help them this year. And you get to the point where, you know, McCarthy has this track record of being very successful, right? And that team has all the talent there. That's all you heard last year was how talented Dallas is. All the talent is pretty much back except for a cornerback. So you think about this squad, they have the talent, they have the coaching. There's no excuses now. Right. right. If Dak Prescott isn't able to lead this team to the playoffs, that's why you don't get the long-term deal. Yeah, no doubt. And now you got C.D. Lamb, number – oh, I'm sorry, Damien, go ahead. Oh, no, you go off. No, I wasn't talking. Oh, I, I apologize. Apologize. Background. Yeah, and, that you know, they get C.D. Lamb comes in. He's their homegrown guy, just like Pearson and Irvin and uh, Des Bryant, who maybe really didn't live up uh, to the number 88 expectations. But, Nikki, they're hoping C.D. Lamb does. Uh, that is a huge weapon for Dak Prescott and maybe a huge – a piece going forward for him to getting that big contract. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, that's actually my hot take. It pains me more than anything in the freaking world to have to say this. But, <laughs> oh, boy. I think it's the Cowboys division to lose. I think my heart is breaking as I'm talking. Oh. Um, but, no, I can't. Yeah, I can't be a homer. I got to be realistic. They, they do. They have no excuses. They have the talent. I'm interested to see what Jason Garrett brings to the Giants as offensive coordinator. That will be interesting, hopefully, um, be a little more competitive in the division. But I I do. I think it's there for the Cowboys. If they can't do it this year, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't think Philly will be a pain in their ass, but I don't know what they're doing over there. And the Giants are Redskins, so they're going to bottom of the barrel so you know what's up for the cowboys yeah right you know and, and speaking of philly you know um they're a wild card also and i mean you know literally and figuratively um they did a pretty decent job in the draft i really love the jalen hurts and but before we you know before anywhere going into uh, what they're going to do this season i just want to ask you guys about jalen hurts real quick uh, i love the pick i know a lot of people bashed on it. it's kind of 50 50 but when you got Carson Wentz who's gone down in all three years that he started or four years, whatever it's been, again, we talk about backup quarterbacks. And I think Jalen Hurts is the perfect guy because he's played college football for something like 20, 30 years already as it is. So I, I just think that he's the perfect guy to bring in there. And if, God forbid, Wentz does go down, I think Jalen Hurts can pick it right up, Damian. Uh, Jaylen, I do believe in Jalen Hurts as a QB, but – I think that their strategy is to use him as something else. And 
and I think that you he's think so, huh? as a thrower Interesting. in Hill. And I don't want to see him used in that way. But we'll see. It's it's very interesting that they picked him in the second round. I can see why Philly fans would be mad because you have other areas of need. Right. And you, you go ahead and pick a QB in the second round. And that QB could be used maybe five, ten plays a game if you're going to use him in that way and try to, you know, bring it in with different packages to like a wildcat type thing, which the NFL kind of caught to that and a read option as well. And for Taylor Hurts, he does have times when he's a, you know, Ben QB that he can hold the ball too long. So that's something that had to work out in the NFL. So I don't know if he comes in right away. But if Carson Wentz gets hurt, then you're going to see if that second round pick was really worth it. That's that's what I'm talking about. And the track record shows, Nikki, that he does get hurt. So are you on board with this pick, uh, you know, taking your fandom hood out of it? Do you think they made the right pick there? Yeah, I mean, I think it speaks volumes. Um, I think that they're basically saying, yeah, we expect Carson Wentz probably not to finish the season. And, I mean, based on his track record, why would you think that? So, uh, yeah, no, I think we were all baffled at first, but I, I think it speaks volumes and it makes sense for them. Um, hopefully they don't do much <laughs> with him or, or go anywhere, but, uh, yeah, no, I think it makes sense in the long run. Yeah, they did a decent job on defense getting Darius Slay. I think that was a big, you know, they're not exactly the highest power throwing uh, division in the NFC East, but uh, I thought that was a good job getting Darius Slay. So we'll see you again. Defense is what really carried them last year. All right, so that is our NFC East right now. We're pretty much all on the Cowboys as the team to beat. Uh, word coming down, Mitch Trubisky is not going to get his 50-year deal, so um, they're, gonna, they're not going to exercise that option, Chicago Bears, that is. So Nick Foles, Nick, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, again, like you said, Damian, before, you got two, two quarterbacks, you got none. I think the Bears, again, are in for a really tough season, Damian. Yeah, I think that it's going to be interesting because of their, they did realize that Mitch isn't the guy. So I think that will improve them as far as their play calling and the way they go about doing things. They won't go about as trying to prove that Mitch is the guy. So whoever the quarterback is, they'll be more balanced on offense. And we know that defense has potential to be good, especially with what they added in the offseason, taking some of the pressure off of Khalil Mack. So they can be sneaky with a Nick Foles. So I don't see them doing having a bad season, but I can see them in that 8-8 eight eight range. I hear you, and if, if anything, that would be because of the defense, Nikki, and uh, their offense, really, I just don't see anything, you know, them bringing anything to the table, so that's why I'm so down on the Bears, Nikki. Yeah, I don't think they're having a terrible season, but I think they'll be somewhere right in the middle. Yeah, offensively, I don't think they have much going on. I'm in the camp where I feel Nick Foles is just, he works in Philly. Like, I mean, yeah. we in Chicago, but I just feel like he works in Philly, and that's kind of it. So, you know, I think that they've got enough that they could put together, you know, uh, um, kind of middle of the pack season. But, you know, they're not going to – I don't think they win this division by any means. Now, that's an interesting uh, point about Foles because even going back, like, I think three years ago, four years ago, he had, like, 27 touchdowns and two picks with them uh, his first go-around. Uh, amazing stuff, really. Guys, can you see Aaron Rodgers? Nikki, let me ask you first. Can you see Aaron Rodgers? And I definitely do. If I were him, I'd walk out right now with the whole situation. We don't need to beat it to death. We already have. We know Jared Love. They moved up to get the first pick. But if I were him, I'd bail out right now. And if not, after two years, if he does remain the starting quarterback, I see him going elsewhere, Nikki. I don't think he's going to finish a Packer. Yeah, no, I don't think he's going to finish a Packer. I think he's going to 
think he finishes the Packers. So interesting because you guys, I watched the Brett Favre timeline last night too after I caught up on um, <laughs> the last stand. So it was just interesting to kind of like watch that back and see how that will played out and just kind of what's going on now with Rodgers. Yeah, I don't think he finishes the Packer at all. I think there's some animosity there. I don't blame him. Um, they really should have just gotten him some help. So, again, I think that's another pick that speaks volumes. I'm saying, Damien, they did nothing for this guy. The only thing maybe you can say they did decent for him is get some interior offensive linemen because they did get beat up on the O-line a little bit last year despite a 13-3 record. But they did nothing to help Aaron Rodgers. And, again, they're showing him – we're moving on from you. And even Matt LaFleur had the freaking balls to come out and say that, you know, we're not focusing on him and we're going to do what I want. You know, like this little dwarf is just calling all the shots. I mean, you got to have respect for Rodgers. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you got to have respect for this guy, man. Aaron Rodgers has been the franchise, bro. Damien, I, I don't know. Am I off base here? No, I think that you're correct. They are showing that they're moving on from him. They're showing that they believe that Aaron Rodgers – you know, maybe they think that he's declining in a way that other people don't think, and they're ready to move forward. Now, with Aaron Rodgers, he hasn't always had the best weapons. Usually, you'll, you'll name one receiver. You had Jordy Nelson. Now you have Devontae Adams. You usually don't have a multiple selection of weapons for him. So now you're showing him that, okay, if you're not able to do it with this team, we're going to move forward with Jordan Love, and, you know, we'll see you in a different uniform. It'll be amazing if he ends up going to Minnesota right. in his later years. That would be hilarious. Right. Hey, you know, speaking of the – Right? I know. I know. I was thinking of the Bears. Like, he'll probably end up in a Bears uniform. And one way or the other, he's going to stick it to him. I don't think he's going to be in a Lions uniform if he knows anything better for himself because that team ain't going nowhere. But – let me ask you real quick to close out the NFC North. Damien, you you first. Matthew Stafford. I, I still think that guy has, you know, a decent amount left in the tank. He's obviously got plenty of injuries. You want to kill him injury prone. Uh, that's fine. But um, Matthew Stafford, again, if, that's another guy that they really haven't given an abundance amount of weapons. Yeah, he had Calvin Johnson. He's had some, you know, decent players, obviously, and very good players in the past. But when you look at Kenny Dolliday and carry on Johnson, it's like, you know, what are you doing for me? Yeah, with them, it's interesting because they did look good at the beginning of the year when Stafford was healthy. True. So if Stafford's healthy, they could be a team that could surprise some people. Uh, with him, you just never know because the, the list of injuries for him is kind of scary, especially when you think about the back. That's something that has put a lot of players out. You know, Tony Romo is making money, more money announcing now because of his back. Oh yeah, he's awesome. I agree. He's great. He's Uh, great. And with Stafford, he's he's still very young compared to what Romo was at the time. So you just have to hope that he can find his way out of those injuries. He's had a lot of time to recover. But like you said, with Detroit, I I just don't understand why they haven't given him a consistent running game. That's what I would be something that I would ask for because I believe the status that he's only had one 100-yard rusher, one game with a 100-yard rusher, which was Reggie Bush, to let you know how long ago it was. Wow. <laughs> it was real. That was the one I'm time. feel old every week. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the one time that Stafford's had a 100-yard rusher in a game, which is nuts. Wow, that really, you see that again, that says it all. I, I don't know why when you have a great quarterback or if you want to call him very good, whatever it is, 
You got to surround him with weapons. Again, we know that one guy does not make a team. And no, Tom Brady is not just one guy who makes a team. You have to have weapons, whether it's offensively or defensively. Guys, we only have two more divisions to break down. Um, I want to make sure we get the time in. So we're going to take one more very, very quick break. We'll be right back to close out with the NFC South, the NFC West. And then third and three will be out for this Sunday. And we'll see you again next week. So, guys, hang on. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back on third and three with the real deal. Damian Adams, Nikki Giss in the house, myself, Jason Fearman. We are going through the NFL division by division, talking about the key points in each one. And we're down to two left, guys. We only have the NFC South and the NFC West. So, uh, yeah, we just have gone through a lot of interesting things so far, and it should be a great year. And we're going to do this again when we know the season's going to happen. We got the full schedule coming out, so... A lot of fun still left to be had. We teased you with a little bit of Michael Jordan in the last dance, but we want to watch episodes five and six tonight and then give you a little bit more next week. So hang in there. Going to the NFC South, we talked about Jameis Winston. So, um, you know, for the most part, we agree it's a good signing. Um, if, again, he can be tutored over there, and we both agree that, you know, we all agree that he can. How about this year? You know, they picked up Emmanuel Sanders. Um, they did a little bit on the defensive side. They always make the playoffs. They always win the division, but something always seems to happen in the playoffs. Nikki, do you see them overcoming that this year? And do you think that New Orleans is maybe one of the top two or three teams in that conference in the NFC? What do you think about them? Yes, I am excited for this division, mainly because I want to see the Saints and the Bucks battle this out. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I – because I think they, they definitely are. I mean, Carolina is rebuilding. And, you know, Atlanta, you guys know how I feel. They're very streaky. They may have a great few, you know, six-week stretch and then completely fall off. So I'm excited. If this is Drew Brees' last year, look, there's something to be said when a team rallies around an iconic player. Mm. Um, I hope he gets one more. He's going to battle out with Brady. I don't think you can ask for a better matchup of icons right now. I like that. Well said. Nice breakdown, Nikki. I could dig it right there. Yeah, you are hyped, really. My goodness. I would have thought that maybe you were a Saints fan for a second. I don't know. But all right, here we go. All right. Joining up with you over there, Damien. All right, but let's talk about you guys here. What do you think? Well, yeah, I definitely agree with Nikki. We're still the favorites in the NFC South. We went 13 and 3 last year. We did, you know, lost, lost a, pain, a painful game in, to Minnesota in the wild card round. Yeah. But that lets you know how crazy the NFC was last year. The fact that we won 13 games and had to play in the wild card round. You know, we we're the first team in history that had to do that. So it, it was a crazy year. I think that this year we have most of the team back. You know, the only players that we lost were players that I don't mind losing, like Eli Apple. So it's. Yeah. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. It got out of me. <laughs> yeah. So with the with the team, I think that we're right there as far as that division. There is something to be said, like Nikki said about the team knowing that Drew Brees is probably his last year has been announced, but Sean Payton did slip up on get up and say that it is Drew Brees right, this year. And right, right. And we know that Drew Brees signed a contract with NBC to be a commentator. So most likely this is his last year, and that's the reason why he signed Jameis. So you, we know what's going on as far as this team trying to give Drew Brees that John Elway treatment to where he can walk out on top and be the concrete hero of New Orleans on his way out. And as a team, man, the defense last year before the injuries was very, very good. You look at those games where Teddy Bridgewater started and how the defense performed in those games. Yep. And that was when the defense was healthy. Defense is a top 10 defense. 
And along with that offense, adding Emmanuel Sanders. So now who do you double when you have Kamara coming out of the backfield, Sanders running, Thomas, the best receiver in the league, in my opinion, on one side. The team is very dangerous, man. So I think that this team is right back in Super Bowl position. Makes a lot of sense. They really should be. There's a sweet squad in my heart, in my heart that you know hopes they do get over the hump and and they probably can. You know, yeah, like you said, this is probably Drew Brees' last year, and there is something to be said about rallying around your guy, like you said with John Elway, uh, a few others in the past, even Peyton Manning. You know, when he wasn't that great in Denver, the defense made it happen for him, uh, from to ride out on his white horse and all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, I see uh, New Orleans definitely being a big-time team this year, and there's no reason not to think. I just want to mention real quick that maybe my def- best, my favorite uh, defensive player or just player in the league, I love Cameron Jordan. I mean, how can you not love that guy off the field and on the field? On the field, he gives you absolutely everything a player can possibly give you, Damian. You know, but know that better than I do. Oh, no, Cameron Jordan's an absolute monster. Like, he's one that I think he's one of the most underrated defensive linemen in the league. Yeah. He should be mentioned more when you think about the best defensive linemen in the league. He's somebody for consistency year, year in, year out, plays every game, knock on wood, and just comes in, gets you all these sacks, lets you know that there's levels to it when he does his, his sack celebration. I love him. <laughs> I'm, I'm out here in Chandler, Arizona, where he went to high school. I see him all the time as far as somebody coming back into his community. So on and off the field, man, he's doing big things. Yeah, he's a good dude. And, Nikki, he's going to try to sack uh, your boy over there, Tom Brady. I know that you're, you're, re- <laughs> you're ready for this Brady-Drew Brees clash and the combined age together, I think it's like 246. So this should be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this would be great. I, I, I can't wait for it also. And, you know, let's talk about the Bucks. You know, they've quickly become, you know, maybe not the favorite, but, you know, at least up there. And I agree for one. I want to ask you guys what you think and the realistic expectations are for the Bucks because – you know, Brady's a guy who can step in. I know, again, we're talking about the offseason. We're not going to have a regular one where it's going to be tough again to get that, um, you know, cohesiveness with your teammates and whatnot. But once the season gets started, I think the Bucks are really going to get rolling and the defense is going to feed off the offense. So, Nikki, I don't know who's going to win this division exactly. It could be Tampa Bay, but I'm with you. Those battles are going to be great a couple of times a year. Yeah, I'm excited for the battle. I don't see how you, like, can't be excited for this. Um, yeah, I think that maybe Tampa Bay, I don't know if they're just going to come out of the gate, you know, swinging, but listen, Tom Brady, I, I, I don't know. How could you How could you doubt him? I don't really doubt him. I know everyone can have the argument, you know, was it Belichick, was it Brady? We're going to see, but listen, battle the icons. I am here for it. I don't know who wins this division, but I'm going to sit back and enjoy watching it play out. Yeah, me too. You and me both. I'm with you. I, and Damien, you know, I'm on her side. I see the Bucks being definitely a contender, not only in the division, but the entire conference. So, I can't wait to sit back and watch these two games this year, maybe even a third one come playoff time. I do think that the games will be great between the Bucks and the Saints, but my expectations of the Bucks is a little lower than everybody else's. You know, a lot of people went crazy when they got Gronk. I don't know what version of Gronk they're getting. Right. Like Gronk already had this career where it was just riddled with injuries, and he took a year off. Now he's coming back. What version are you getting of him, right? Mm-hmm. With Tom Brady – this offense was built for somebody with a big arm to go down the field. So now you're switching to more of Tom Brady at this stage of his career being a dink and dunk guy. Can he take advantage of the weapons they have with, you know, Godwin and Evans and the tight ends? And how do the tight ends work? Now that you have Gronk at $10 million, does that take away O.J. Howard? Does it take away break? 
what do you do there as far as that? Their defense is good. Their defense kind of got overshadowed by Jameis' turnovers last year, but their defense is good. So I think they'll be a good team. But the fact that they sprung up as one of the favorites in the NFC over the Saints betting-wise didn't make sense to me because that team still has a lot to prove. And Tom Brady, at this stage of his career, isn't going to carry you to a championship if everything else isn't good to go. And we saw that last year with New England. So my expectations are a little lower on the Bucs. And you know what? That's all fair, again, because they're bringing in a new quarterback, albeit, you know, the GOAT or whatever you want to call him. So, yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time. There's no doubt. I just think that it's going to happen pretty quickly. And, that geez, these guys treat Tom Brady and they're already calling him Tampa Brady and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, they're going to rally around him. It's going to be big time. I, I really can't wait. Uh, we talked about Teddy Bridgewater, who jumped in for Drew Brees last year uh, in New Orleans. He stays in the same division with the Carolina Panthers. I like the move from a perspective that if you're going to play ball control offense with a guy like Christian McCaffrey and, you know, throw dink and dunks like Tom Brady does and so on and so forth, if that defense can be built up enough, and again, they got Derek Brown to try to anchor that line. We know Luke Keekley is gone. That's going to hurt a lot. So, yeah, I'm not expecting anything big out of the Panthers this year, but I'm rooting for Teddy Bridgewater, Nikki. Oh, yeah, I don't see how you can't root for Teddy Bridgewater. I'm, I'm with you, though. I don't I don't, see, I don't. expect a lot out of them. They, you know, hey, they could surprise us all and really, you know, make a run for it, but I'm not expecting a ton out of them. No, me either. I mean, Damien, any different thoughts? I mean, you know, they got one of the best uh, players, one of the best running backs in the league, and – you know, they're a decent team, yeah, but a lot of changing. And Matt Rule coming in, you know, players seem to gravitate toward this guy. Do you think that he's going to make any sort of instant change? No, I, I think that, you know, Carolina still has a long way to go. They will win a lot of people fancy championships. The people who have been Christian McCaffrey on right. the team. But as far as winning real games, that will be a challenge. I am rooting for Teddy as well. You know, I was in the Super, Bowl, Super Dome, excuse me, last year when Teddy Bridgewater played against the Bucks and Saints crowd was yelling, Teddy, Teddy, yeah. Teddy. He's definitely a beloved player. And I root for him to do well, except, of course, when they played against the Saints. So <laughs> I hope that, you know, that, that Teddy does well, but I don't see them doing, you know, much more better or much better than 6 and 10. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Maybe seven wins at best. I I understand. They got heart, though, and I love that. So we'll see what happens with Matt Rule and how these guys gravitate around. And one more team in this division. They're up and down. They were in the Super Bowl three years ago. Could have won it. Blew it. Oh, my Lord. 28 to 3. But... Oh, my God. Did they blow it? Woo! <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was. Oh, geez. I mean, it went from like. Like the greatest like thing ever happening at twenty eight to three, and it's like, all right, well, Atlanta's going to blow them out, you know, no big deal. And then, of course, here come the Patriots. So James White put on a performance for the ages. Should have won MVP of that game, but of course, they give it to Golden Boy Tom Brady. But nonetheless, I digress and go back to Atlanta Falcons, who again another team with plenty of talent. Uh, they held on to their staff, but they they just seem to be on the hamster wheel, you know, on the treadmill, whatever you want to call it. They're not going anywhere, and they, they got these guys. You know, Matt Ryan to Julio Jones. You got Calvin Ridley. They're bringing Todd Gurley. What are we going to get out of him? You know, they've done a couple of things on defense, but I don't see them hanging with the big boys, Damian, like the Bucks and, and your Saints in this division. No, I do not see Atlanta doing well at all. <laughs> you like that at all. <laughs> as, as a Saints fan, I take great pleasure in saying that. <laughs> that the Falcons will, you know, I don't see them doing great. They have weapons there, like you mentioned. They, they'll have games where their offense does explode. Julio Jones will have games where he goes absolutely nuts. 
you know, Matt Ryan, I still believe, is a good quarterback, but that defense is, you know, far from what it was when they were up 28-3 to in the Super Bowl. And speaking of that Super Bowl, man, watching that comeback, I've never rooted for the Patriots, but watching it against Atlanta just warms my heart. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I don't know if people understand the hatred that Saints and <laughs> but it's something that I just take pleasure in. Every time they try to talk trash, I'm like, Really, twenty to three. Really, <laughs> I but love it. That, that I just love, and Atlanta will have another year that I love watching them suffer. Oh, that man, that's <laughs> great. That's hysterical. I feel that. I feel that. Is that hatred, like you know, giant <laughs> Eagles fans' hatred? Because boy, let me tell you, it is yeah. real. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I'll tell you from a 49ers point of view, I hate the Seahawks so much. I wish Russell Wilson wasn't on that team. He's the only good guy that ever lived on that team. Forget it. I, I hate the Seahawks with a passion. Know that about it. Doesn't even come close to the Rams uh, or the Cardinals at all. Not even close. But maybe even the Cowboys a little bit. God, I hate them too. Oh, the freaking Cowboys. Disaster. All right, so we'll see. It looks like it's going to be the Bucks and the Saints battling it out. Let's go to our last division, guys. My division, the best division in football, in my opinion, the NFC West, and I want to start with those Seahawks. And look, you're talking about giving me pleasure. I'm, I have a lot of pleasure right now because I don't see the Seahawks being a good team this year, despite Russell Wilson being who he is. I think the Seahawks are in trouble, and I finally see them taking a step down to where they don't even make the playoffs, Nikki. I, I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, don't you feel like I feel like Russell Wilson has to ca- has had to carry this team for quite a while now, Absolutely. and I don't know how much longer he could do it. That offensive line is putrid, horrible. But with that said, I feel like Seattle is just that team when you think they're dead. All of a sudden, here comes Russell Wilson engineering some amazing comebacks. So you know, I don't know they. They, they'll probably make the playoffs. They'll be a pain in the ass for you guys. I can <laughs> totally count them out, but I don't think they're going to have like a dreadful season either, just given that Russell Wilson can manufacture and engineer some comebacks like no other. You know what? Those are all great points. And like I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I wrote that article about Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes and Wilson being the best quarterback in football, in my opinion. You're right. He can make anything happen. The guy is unbelievable, and I've seen it firsthand every year twice, and it drives me crazy. So, yeah, that, to me, they're the scariest team in football just because they're in our division. So they do scare me. But, again, just from a talent standpoint and, again, Russell Wilson, how much more can he take of this? Uh, God, yeah, I see the Seahawks taking a step back. But um, I don't know. What about Damian, Seattle? I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was waiting for them to improve that defense. They're, you know, they're known as, in this current era for having a good defense and having a good running game. And then Russell Wilson exploded and became, like you said, one of the best QBs in the league. He's the best at making something out of nothing. But this year, I think they're giving him less than nothing to make something out of. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that they will take a step back, especially with that defense, if they don't get clowny back. Right. I think they take a step back defensively, which will put too much on Russell Wilson. They're still going to be competitive because of Russell Wilson. So I don't see them going too far down, but I can see them slipping down to 8-8. Eight and eight. But again, with that last playoff spot, it could be a team in contention for that spot, but they definitely won't be in contention for the division. Yeah, I hear Yeah, Well, once they get in, you know, that that's all you need to know. And Jadavian Clowney, what the hell's the matter with him? He's rejected like six or seven offers from what I heard. How much more money do you want? I mean... I get the now you dropped your offer from twenty to seventeen. Now are you like declining fifteen million a year? Do you understand how much money that is, dude? Take the money, let's go. You know, get into it. Just- yeah, at what point does 
million make a difference in your life? Right. right? What's the extra, like, is your life any different at 15 or 17? Like, come on. <laughs> I'm yeah, with you. No, it's, it's, it's really, it's really not that big of a difference. Can you have 12 seats in your private jet or 14? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's perfect. That's very well said. That's right. That is exactly right. You know what? That's funny. That just brings me to something real quick. Jason Tatum, <laughs> he didn't have a, a basketball hoop uh, in his house for like, you know, the past month and a half or whatever. And so, uh, one of the reporters asked him for the Boston Celtics, you know, Jason, why don't you have a basketball court in your house or a hoop or anywhere? He goes, it's too expensive. And I'm like, this guy makes $8 million a year. It's too expensive. It costs like $200. Put the freaking thing up, man. So hey, he finally did it. I don't know. Somebody finally talked him into it and let him understand how math actually works. You're good, bro. Everything's fine. Oh, man. But quickly, I just, st- I'm sorry, Nikki, were you about to say something? Did I cut you off? No, no. I'm oh, I'm good. sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, sticking in the division. I'm just going to the Cardinals over here real quick. You know, they, How can you say they're not a team on the rise? Kyler going into his second year, now getting D-hop. Uh, they got Isaiah Simmons, which is still freaking me out to this day. Wow, unbelievable how he landed in their laps. He's going to be a pro bowler in his first season, I think. Yeah, they're a team that is – they're pumped up. They're ready to go. I know Fitzgerald is on his last legs, but they got Christian Kirk. So Damian, I think the Cardinals, you know, I'm not talking about them being a playoff team or a team that's going to make a run at the Super Bowl or anything like that. But over the next couple of years, this team is going to be a problem. Yeah. I could see them playing that spoiler role, right? I could yeah. see them as a, as a team later in the year that you don't want to play. If you're trying to fight for a playoff spot, they're going to be a team that, like you said, not going to make the playoffs this year because they still have a lot of things to improve on defense. As good as Isaiah Simmons is, he won't be able to build their defense by himself. Right. So they still have a lot of spots they have to improve as a team. But they'll have games where you'll see it all come together. And there's going to be one team later in the year that's going to play them, and they might knock them out the playoffs. I can see the Cardinals are a very good spoiler late in the year. Absolutely. And can I just remind you real quick, this goes back to like 1998-99 or something. Minnesota was fighting for a playoff spot. The Cardinals were like a 3-13 and team that year. And I don't know if you remember this, guys, but the Cardinals knocked out the Vikings on the last game of the regular season when they were just like a joke of a team. So, yeah, they can play spoiler. It can happen anywhere. It's just amazing what happens in football. Nikki, the Cardinals, a team on the rise, your opinion, yes or no? Yeah, for sure they're on the rise. I'm with you guys. I don't think we're talking playoffs or anything like that, but I could see this team definitely being a spoiler. Um, Yeah, they're good things to come for them. I think we got like a couple more years, and then they are going to give you guys a headache in that division, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree with you. I agree. And, uh... We're going to talk about my team in a minute, and God, with Aaron Rodgers hopefully walking out of town. I wish that the Niners can sign him somehow, but that's just not going to happen with freaking Jimmy G. God, giving him 100 and whatever, $35 million. Oh, man, would I love to have Aaron Rodgers. We should have drafted him first overall back in 05, but that's a whole other story. Before we get to the Niners, the Rams, we only got two teams left, guys. The Rams, I've been pretty hard on them. I said that they've become a dysfunctional team, in my opinion, and I'm trying to figure out who to throw the blame on more. Is it Sean McVay or Jared Goff, Damien? Man, um, I, I would throw the, the the blame. It's hard to put it on Goff because he's just a young player. Mm-hmm. I'll put the blame on an organization for giving him a contract as if he's the guy. Right. right you, gave, you gave Jared Goff this contract like he's one of the best QBs in the league when, you know, you'll be lucky if he's top 20. <laughs> so now you have a chance. Now you have a QB. This contract and other contracts that you signed, you're stuck. 
And now I, I agree with you. I see the LA Rams just going down and down and down until they can get these their, their money back to a good situation. But yeah, I don't see anything, you know, happening positive for this team as far as maybe going seven and nine. Maybe like I don't see much for the LA Rams. This yeah, year. maybe I don't know. Go ahead, Nikki. But I think you guys said it. They, they just have, like, dysfunction written all over them. And I think when it comes, if it's dysfunctional, that's all on the organization. I would have to agree. You know, if anything, you know, again, not fully putting it on Sean McVay, but, yeah, the organization in general. Look, they went in – they went all in a couple of years ago when they played the Patriots, ended up scoring three points in the Super Bowl, just unbelievable. Now you lose Brandon Cooks, you lose Todd Gurley. You know, is Cooper Cup going to be healthy and come back and be the guy because Jared Goff seems to love him? Either way, um, that defense also has their issues. Even though, you know, you got guys like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, they do have players over there, there's no doubt. But they lost a couple of guys also, even to Atlanta for uh, for that matter. I know you love that one, Damian. But, yeah, the Rams, um, I'm not seeing anything good out of them this year. I'd be surprised if they finished 500. The last team, save the best for last, right? The San Francisco 49ers. Guys, I'm going to make it really quick. I think they're absolutely poised and stacked for another Super Bowl run. Getting Trent Williams to replace Joe Staley at left tackle, you couldn't do any better. They got the wide receiver they wanted. Damien, I was calling out your name on my podcast the other day when I was going solo trying to pronounce Brandon Ayuk's uh, last name. (laughs) I needed you, bro. I needed you right there, man. So, you know, that was the guy they wanted. They got Javon Kinlaw, and you know what? In their eyes – they're very happy. And again, they wanted to build a team from the inside out, like you should. Offensive line, defensive line. They did their job. Guys, I am absolutely thrilled. And I think Nikki, honestly, taking all bias aside, the 49ers should represent the NFC in the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, no, you should. Um, all indications, <laughs> all systems point in that direction. Again, it's one of those divisions where I feel like it's pretty clear cut um, with maybe Seattle being a nuisance, but I think you guys can overcome that. I don't think they'll give you too much of a hard time. But, yeah, no, I think it's the 49ers' division to lose, now. Yeah, I think so. And, Damien, I think it may be their conference to lose. I know you don't want to hear that, but try to take yourself out of your Saints seat for a minute. Who do you think is the better team, in, in all honesty? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the, the 49ers are definitely one of the better teams in the conference. You know, that that game against the Saints last year was a classic going either way. It was. So I, do, I, so I do believe that if that comes down in the playoffs, that could be the game that, you know, another classic that could go maybe the Saints way this time. So I can't say that they're the, just the, you know, definite favorites, but they're definitely a favorite in their division. Um, I have a question for you, though. Do you really believe in Jimmy G as the guy to take you guys over that hump? No, I don't. No, I'm I'm thinking that he's going to be more of like like the Brad Johnson, you know, better than Brad Johnson, a little bit better than Tread Dilfer and all that to just hold down the fort enough. I think we can win one with him, but he's not going to be the reason why, which is why I'm clamoring for Aaron Rodgers and something to happen somehow because, no, bro, I, I really don't. And even though he improved last year, he's I just don't have the confidence in Jimmy G to be the guy. But to answer your question specifically, um, He's not the guy, but yeah, I think they can win a Super Bowl with him because they're so stacked around him. Do you disagree? No, they're definitely stacked around him. Like they, that team, that running game is phenomenal. I love how that offense does so many different things with the running game and comes in so many different ways. And Debo Sam, you basically a running back playing wide receiver. The way he he catches the ball and runs and how they use him. So I love their offense. Their defense is stacked. 
Nate, he got even better on that side. So I see nothing slowing him down as far as that aspect, except if a game comes down to Jimmy G. Yeah, and we saw that last year in the Super Bowl, right, Nikki? He couldn't complete that pass to Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, God. Oh, heartbreaker. It really was. God, it was a heartbreaker. But this show is not a heartbreaker. This is a heart. Love it, baby. I love third and three. This show is the freaking best. I love it. I love it. Getting together with you guys every week, I have an absolute blast. And we got more coming up next show. We're going to go to, like, most improved teams, teams that have taken a spot back. We're definitely getting into the last dance a whole lot more. We got some storytelling for you guys. That's right. Gather out of the campfire. We're going to tell some stories. So we're going to have a lot of fun, everybody. Again, third and three. We are rocking and rolling. Damien, let the folks know where you're at. Yeah, so on social media, man, you can follow me at The Real Deal, W-D-A. That's The Real Deal, W as in Whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. Um, I have a podcast called The Real Deal with Damien Adams. It's Real Sports Talk for Real Sports Fan. So I cover the NFL, NBA, and boxing. You come over there, check it out. If you love this podcast, you will love that podcast as well. I just did a recently did a podcast on the 2000 NFL draft. Taking a look back at that one and seeing how teams did. I just started a new series. I'm looking back at past NFL drafts. I think you guys will enjoy it. Oh, I know you'll enjoy it. Oh, yeah. that that That's awesome, Damien, really. You've been doing great work, and there's no wonder why you get 5,000 retweets every time you do a show, bro. Excellent work, man. <laughs> Nikki, make sure the people know where to find you because you're a great follower and you crack me up, man. I laugh my ass off every time I talk to you. Thank you. Now you can find me on Twitter at NikkiNick9384. Same on Instagram. I don't post much, but I think I give good tweet. Um, <laughs> I give good tweet. I like that. <laughs> I hope you guys are all watching. And since I rewatched right i know i love it i love it that's the one thing that the, the nfl network and sports center and stuff like that they've given us a lot of old things so we can go back and relive so it's been a lot of fun guys i love you you're the best this is third and three don't miss it we'll be back next week with plenty more to talk to we are out for now late everyone Bye.